This is The Antidote with Dave Hawkins, where Christian music doesn't suck.
How's that for a spectacular intro song? Walking in my dreams off the new album Breathe Again from Spoken. I'm Dave Hawkins and this is The Antidote. Spoken really could be considered a rarity. Because they've been around forever, their musical style has only changed slightly over the years, and their focus on creating Christ-centered music has never changed. I was wired to have the chance to speak with Matt Baird, the vocalist of Spoken, for a talk about the band's history, what makes them do what they do, and their new album, Breathe Again. Listen in. Matt Baird of Spoken joins the antidote. Matt, great to have you here. Dave, how are you? Good, man. How are you? Wow, I'm good. I had my phone was not wanting to connect to you. I had to stop. I'm standing around a corner of a red roof inn <laughs> using their Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh man, I look creepy. How crazy is your life? I always say Twilight Zone, but I think I got to change it. I got to I got to call it something different than Twilight Zone. I don't know. I always liked the Twilight Zone, but they took yeah. it off Netflix, so now I'm not happy. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I was traumatized by it. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so where are you actually calling from? I don't really know. I am someplace uh, in western Indiana right now. Um, I think I'm probably 40 miles east of Champaign, Illinois. Yep. Somewhere along uh, I-70. Okay, so you're doing this on the side of the road, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, around the corner, uh, trying to stay uh, enough out of the wind that that's not all you hear, and I'm trying to stay out of line of sight from the office of this hotel that I'm using the Wi-Fi. (laughs) Thanks for taking time out of your schedule, because as we record this, this is the release date for your new album. It's crazy. Finally here. Imagine that you would get to this point, because, I mean, you guys began almost two decades ago. Do you find it hard to believe that you've covered that much ground? Absolutely. I mean, every time I think about it, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm not only grateful, but I'm also shocked. Um, I, I know a lot of my peers and bands who, you know, ha- they were a band for 10 years and finally realized, you know what, it's just too hard. You know, some of them started to have families. Uh, so, you know, being home is really important and being with your family is really important. Some of them were, I mean, honestly, kind of tired of getting ripped off by, you know, promoters or record labels or management or whatever it was that they felt, you know, at that time was getting in their way. But at the same time, I think a lot of bands, they really have a hard time keeping band members because it's so hard to travel nonstop and to not have a normal life. So it's, it's kind of weird sometimes to think about that and to know of so many, you know, friends and peers over the years who, uh, now they're not doing music at all, which is kind of disheartening um, because you, it never dies inside you. I mean, you, you definitely make changes and you decide to kind of follow a different season in life, but people always have music inside them. And so it's, it's hard for me to uh, understand, you know, um, I just know how much I love music and I love being a part of, of what it is we get to do. Here's something from the early days of Spoken. In 2000, the band released their third album, Echoes of the Spirit Still Dwell which included this track, Forevermore. Change. 
you've had a lot of changes over the years. Band members, you've had a number of label changes over the years too. You know, you had Metro One, Tooth and Nail, E1, and now you're hooked up with Artery. Yeah, and you know, at each one of those label situations, um, you know, during that season of the band, they were all good situations. The worst I could say about any label is, you know, sometimes you don't have control to do whatever you want to do at any moment when you want to do it. And therefore, there are guidelines, there are certain release dates that have to be adhered to. Um, there are certain things that, it, in, in the artist's mind, it makes sense to spend money on certain things, you know, with marketing or whatever. But in the end, it's the label's decision. And so you have to trust that and you have to go with that. And, you know, I think sometimes you wish it would kind of go a different way and, and a label would be like, hey, let's do whatever you want to do. And luckily, um, in our recent label endeavors, everyone's been on the same page. It's been really awesome. That is unusual, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's strange. I mean, I, mean, I, I can honestly say that with, with Tooth & Nail, I mean, we were just automatically uh, exposed to, I don't know, 10 times the size of fan base as we had before that. You know, and, and we fulfilled our obligation with Tooth and Nail, and then uh, we moved forward. We did a, a one-album deal with E1, which was kind of unheard of, especially for a band that had been around as long as us, but it made sense, you know. And so here we are now. Uh, it's probably even more out of left field for some people because, I mean, Artery has so many scene bands and young bands who are just now hitting the market. Um, so for us to be a, a band that's already put in 20 years you know, and now we're releasing a record on Artery. I'm sure that's foreign to some people. But then again, it's something, the uh, the opportunity arose and it made complete sense for us. Spoken's first tooth and nail release, A Moment of Imperfect Clarity, gave me one of my favorite tracks from this band, Falling Further.
how much has changed and how much has remained the same for Spoken since you began? I mean, the only thing I think that's remained the same is the calling of the band and, and what the band exists for. Um, when I was 19 years old, you know, it was one of those things where I'd, I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I was working full time for my uncle doing landscaping and stone masonry. And that I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do. The day my dad brought home an acoustic guitar from a yard sale and he taught me uh, the chords, The House of the Rising Sun, I, that's what I wanted to do. And so, you know, when I was 19 and I was asking God, I'm like, what can I do for you with my whole life? And uh, luckily, he's like, I want you to start a band and, and do it for real and tell people that I love them and I have a plan for their life. And so that calling has never changed. And whether it's involved with Spoken or if I'm working at a gas station someday, I think that calling is still the same. Somehow, some way, use whatever means necessary to spread hope with the world. It's just, I feel like mine is music, and I, I hope it will always be that. So there's never been a time where you've said, okay, I want to drop the Christian focus and do something more mainstream-oriented? No, never. You know, everyone always, they're like, well, don't you want to keep away from being pigeonholed in the Christian market or whatever? I'm like, you know what? No matter what, like I say something about Jesus from stage every night, that automatically takes away anything to do with like, are they a Christian band? Or are they not? Like, why would a guy stand on stage in front of a bunch of strangers, play a bunch of rock and roll and then say, hey, you know what? We believe in the hope of Jesus. To me, it's something that's like, I, I don't care. You know, if people are like, I'm never going to listen to that band. I heard their Christian band. They still can't form an opinion on whether it's good music or not. In the end, it's kind of a bummer for them because they, there's a lot of good bands out there. I'm not saying Spoken is that band, but there's a lot of good bands, Christian and non-Christian bands. Imagine if I'm like, I will never listen to a band that doesn't believe the same thing I believe in. I don't think Spoken would have hardly any of the influences we have musically as we do now. It's one of those things where it's like people, if they love music, they don't have to believe anything that the person is saying. There's plenty of bands that I'm like, uh, I would never write that in a song. But that doesn't mean that that's not a great band. They just use their music for a different purpose. Well, then who would you say has made an impact on you? Man, I mean, a, a lot of bands, I mean, for sure. But I think me, more so nowadays, it's more more pastors. I mean, more more people who, they're just they're a different breed of what normally is something that you know, people think of when they think of Christians. I mean, I mean, the pastor of my church, Mike Householder, is, is pretty incredible. To me, he's a he's like a younger Billy Graham, you know. And then there's Carl Lentz from Hillsong, New York, who's just literally <laughs> he breaks the mold of any kind of pastor of a church. At the same time, Hillsong has a style of music that really not a lot of people are able to emulate. Man. Thrice, Dustin Kinshu is, I just, I love that band. I love 30 Seconds to Mars. I think Jared Leto has one of the best voices on earth. One of my favorite artists of all time is, is Rich Mullins. I feel like he had a better understanding of who God is than a lot of us do today. So it's, it's a different thing, you know, especially for someone who has no experience with church or maybe they have a bad experience with church. In the end, the church isn't just about, you know, the people, whatever. It's, it's about who Jesus is and, and whether or not these people are going to try their best to kind of model their life after Jesus. But as far as Christian band, uh, an older band, Petra, for sure. The classic Petra. Love it. Love it. John Schlitt is legit. We played with, uh, with Petra two times. Once was in Branson, Missouri. At that point, he had to be 
55. He was all over the stage. He would run up, jump over the monitor, sit down on the front of the stage and swing his legs and point and grin at every person in the crowd. <laughs> and then about five years later, we played one of their farewell shows in Germany uh, for Christmas Rock Night. Petra played about a two-hour set and came out for four encores. And it was amazing. And so to be able to tell the guys in Petra of how much they influenced our music and just our lives, because that's one of the first cassette tapes I ever got, other than the actual first cassette tape of a Christian band, which was Living Sacrifice and Habit. Changed my life in an amazing way. I guess we should carry on with what's happening today. Yeah, today. I still, I still can't believe it's finally here. <laughs> it's kind of unreal. I know you're going to say this because every band I ever speak to says their new release is the best ever. But you know, bands seriously. say that? They say this is the best ever? But no. you know, really, in my opinion, Breathe Again from Spoken, that is the best that you've put out. You know, instrumentally, you've really beefed up the sound with an intense guitar, big drums. But what was your intention with the new album, with Breathe Again? I mean, when when Scoop, our guitar player, and I first started talking about it, which at this point was like 15 months ago, when I called him up, I'm like, hey, man, um, some of the guys in the band left. It's just me. Um, why don't you come back and let's write a record and let's do this. And uh, we had ideas of what we would like to do. And, and we're like, let's not stop until all these goals are met type situation with this record. 
anyway, it, it was something of like, let's, let's be intentional about writing a record that's different than anything we've ever done. And, you know, the cool thing about this record is it's one of our heaviest. It truly is, but it's, it's heaviest because of the drums and the guitar. Um, and not really anything to do with the vocals because the vocals are so different and being in the vocal booth and, uh, you know, recording these parts and being intentional about not screaming every verse or not screaming every bridge, which is something that, you know, I've grown accustomed to over the years and I enjoy it. I think it's great. But this record was more intentional to not do what we've always done. And that was a challenge for me because there it is. I'm having to write, you know, melodies and different cadences for every part of the song instead of just like, oh, it's got a poppy chorus. Cool. Do whatever I want on the rest. You know, and luckily on our Illusion record, when we recorded that, uh, Jason Rouse, who produced it, I've never learned more about songwriting than that time we spent with Jason. Like it literally it changed my whole perception of, of songwriting, you know, and, and the cool thing with Scoop writing differently than any of our other guitar players in the past, that brought a totally different, you know, element to the record. And then Isaiah, I mean, I've known our drummer since he was five years old, but I truly <laughs> didn't know how amazing of a drummer he was until about four years ago, you know, so it's, it's really strange. And so Isaiah definitely accents all of the guitar parts, but at the same time, I think the drums could stand alone and be just a solo drum track and it'd be interesting, you know, <laughs> just sit there and listen to drums. So, I mean, I'm really excited about it. I think it stretched me musically and that's something uh, as well as a vocalist that I think is important to always try to, to be better or to try to do what's best for the song. And that was, that was what was the intentional part of this record. But I, I, I can't come on and say, oh, it's our best ever. I just think it's something like we put everything we possibly could into it. It's the most different record ever. I hope that people tell us it's the best ever, you know, but I would never claim that. Okay, Matt, you've got to be honest here. Dropping most of the screams, does that mean that you're actually getting mellow? No, I'm not, because a friend of mine and I, we, we just wrote five songs that are so heavy, it's insane. Uh, he wrote all the music, and I just started recording vocals, and it's so heavy. The vocals, there's a lot of screaming on it. I don't know if it'll ever see the light of day or if I'll ever even be able to say who's involved, but no, uh, I'm not getting mellow. I'm not. I just love music, man. I love it.
nothing without you. Baird really put his all into the song with his vocals. Let's go back to Matt with our discussion of the title track from their new album, Breathe Again. With Breathe Again, you brought on a guest vocalist, Maddie Mons from Memphis May Fire. That made for a really cool vocal mix between the two of you. Yeah, he uh, he has a great voice. I'm a, I'm a huge Memphis fan, so um, I couldn't believe he actually did it. And how did you guys know each other? Um, Scoop, our guitar player, grew up in Spokane, Washington, so he grew up with Maddie. Um, and then, you know, Memphis Mayfire took off and went, you know, other places, and Scoop decided to move to Nashville. Um, he felt like that's where God was calling him to just kind of go there and maybe be a session player or just, you know, get involved with songwriting. He got accepted to Belmont, you know, and I called him up. I was like, hey, man, uh, this is Matt from Spoken. I'm calling. I got your number for someone. I'm looking for a guitar player. Anyway, that's how Scoop came into the picture. Um, and then with the whole Maddie things, like Scoop moved to Nashville and he, you know, Maddie moved to Nashville and we were planning on trying out a song, like the actual song again, we were going to try out just recording a song with Cameron Mizell, who's done the past couple Memphis Mayfire records. And Cameron came to town to work on some stuff for Memphis Mayfire. He recorded a song for us. We were going to shoot a video for that song. Um, Maddie did guest vocals on it, and then he was in the video. So it was really cool. It worked out really good, and it was all because of the relationship that Scoop had with Maddie growing up. And plus, to Maddie, I'm like, man, thank you so much for doing this, for recording vocals on this. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, I started listening to Spoken at a very influential point in my life. I'm like, (laughs) get real. It's crazy. It's a small world is what it is. There we go. It's written down now. Spoken was the main influence for Memphis Mayfire. Uh, I wish. That'd be (laughs) awesome. I don't know if it's true, but that'd be awesome. Hey guys, this is Matt from the band Spoken. You're listening to our music on the Anime. A million pieces inside Your heart wants to surrender Your mind is asking why Are you hopeless? Do you believe you're too far gone? You fight off the surrender It's all you carry on I know inside you're falling apart I know exactly where you are I see the
It wasn't just Breathe Again that got my attention on the new album. So did another song called Falling Apart. You want to share about that song, how it came about? You know, being in a band, you talk to a lot of different people on the road who are at different points in their life, different struggles, uh, different demons, you know, that they deal with. Um, So you have a lot to draw from in that regard. But at the same time, my wife and I, we help out uh, with a recovery group at our church. It's for teens. And so there's so much going on in teenagers' lives that a lot of people just think it's like, oh, teenager got some attitude or whatever, teenage angst. But it's something where everyone has this darkness that they're trying to deal with. They're trying to fumble their way through it. And, you know, if they would just allow the light, you know, to kind of penetrate that, it could break that darkness to pieces, you know. And so this song, Falling Apart, is, is based off a person that, you know, we know that, you know, we kind of just were sitting there watching the train wreck happen. And we're just like, man, you know, what's going on? How can we help? Let us be a part of what you're going through. Let us journey through it with you. Um, and so that's where Falling Apart came from. It's just like a, kind of a plea. Let me be a part of your world. And... uh it was actually one of the songs that we almost cut from the record because we're like, musically, we're not sure. I don't know. I don't know. But it, we ended up recording it and feeling pretty good about it. And then that was the one that was picked as the second single. Upon your heart 
Spoken also had some pretty strong words to share on Poison in the Air. What inspired the lyrics to that one? Um, you know, there there are times when, you know, people will, will tell you, it's like, oh man, your band is so awesome. And it's great that people think that music changed their life, because I get it. My life has been changed by music. But when people go into putting you up on that pedestal situation where they're like, you're the, you're the best person I know, you're the coolest person I know, um, sometimes people start to believe that. And so that was a song basically, uh, you know, from my point of view, I'm like, this has nothing to do with me. I could never have built Spoken. I could never have built this 20-year, you know, existence on my own. Every person that's been in the band has had a part in that. Every person that's ever come to a show and paid a ticket price or bought a t-shirt or said an encouraging word, that's the reason that, you know, the band exists. And ultimately, the fact that God allows it to happen. That's what that song is about. Me saying this has nothing to do with me. I could have never done it on my own, you know. And uh, I think that if more artists might look at their career that way of like, just be thankful that you have a career. Just be thankful that anybody even cares about listening to your band or in this situation even cares about doing an interview with you. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I'm blessed. Whatever word it is that people want to use. Um, I know that it's kind of a phenomenon that I get to still be in a band. I'm 39 years old. I'm married. I have two kids. And I'm looking to have the busiest year of touring yet coming up in 2016. So there's someone else that's in control of that, not me. Like, you know, there's something greater because I couldn't do it on my own.
What about those tour experiences? What's the craziest thing that's ever gone on with Spoken? The craziest thing? Um, I mean, there was a, a night that we were in, where are we at? Wilmington, North Carolina or something like that. And we were playing this bar and everyone was drunk in the, the bar. I guess they'd already been there all day drinking or something. And so, you know, with us, we're like, okay, this has the potential to kind of get insane or whatever. Um, we're up there and, and you already have all these drunk people everywhere. Anyway, while we were playing, there were like these dudes up towards the front of the stage kind of dancing and like waving at us and stuff like that. And I'm like, what is going on? But yet they're there with their wives. You know, everybody's got a wedding band on and everyone's like, oh, hey, joking around. I'm like, uh, this is the weirdest place on earth. Anyway, afterwards, we're standing out on the sidewalk, just kind of chatting with those people who have somehow sobered up a bit, you know, and they're like, man, that was a great show. Man, that was awesome. And people on the top floor of this building start dropping uh, bottles out the windows and they're like <laughs> busting on the sidewalk around us. So our, our conversation kind of got ended quickly. But at the same time, I was kind of glad because I'm like, what in the world? What's wrong with these people? But I'll, I'll never forget that. And I hope it never happens again. <laughs> it sounds like you're on the verge of that scene from the Blues Brothers movie. I've actually never seen it. Oh, and they're playing this redneck bar and they know only one country song and everybody's throwing bottles at the band. But fortunately, there's a big wire cage up in front of them. I wish there was a wire cage that night, to be honest. <laughs> Okay, so that maybe that was an odd experience for you, but you yourself, Matt, you're a bit of an oddity because everybody knows you as this hard rock vocalist, but you also perform worship sets. Is there a relationship between the two? Well, I mean, I just see it as like no one would know who I was unless it was because of spoken, right? You know, like that's that's the only way people know who I am. You know, about three years ago or three and a half years ago, I. I threw myself under the bus and said I would lead worship at this church that we were playing at. And so we were, we were there on a Saturday night. We were about to walk on stage, actually, in this small town in, in Louisiana. And the pastor walks up to me. I'm outside. I'm, I'm walking up. And the pastor's like, hey, Matt, I'm Pastor Dwayne. Thank you guys so much for coming and playing. Could you guys lead worship tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, no. Uh, I was like, you know, actually, we live in three different states. We don't get to practice our own songs. So it wouldn't be leading anybody. I'm like, literally, people would be just bailing out the door. Like, it wouldn't be pleasant. He's like, oh, oh, you know, okay. I'm like, oh, what in the world? I was like, you know what? I'll do it. He's like, great. <laughs> he says to me, he's like, Dexter will pick you up at 830, sound check at 9, playing on 30 minutes of worship at 930. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I... I I had never led worship at a church. I'd played some songs at a church, like for offering. So I said yes to it. And the long, long, long story short is that that next morning, I finished the first worship song I had ever written in order to be able to have enough songs to play at that morning worship service. And uh, the cool thing was, is that song fit perfectly with everything that was going on that day. And so it kind of started, you know, something of like, okay, I'm actually going to do this. I started doing more and more acoustic shows. And then I started going to my church in Des Moines, Iowa. And they started asking me uh, if I wanted to play just me and a guitar. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so I asked, like, what's the sermon series going to be that week? And so then I would start writing uh, songs based on the sermon series and just kind of incorporate it that way. Wow. Uh, not to mention just some of the experiences and uh, turn them into songs. And so it all works together. It's hard to believe so many years have passed 
the storm from spoken i would have loved to include one of matt barrett's worship tracks but the antidote is simply running out of time be sure to hunt down a copy of breathe again from spoken because it's a great album we've only got one last episode of the antidote to finish up 2015 this may seem like a segue but join us next week as we focus on spoken word The band Soul Graffiti comes for a talk and to share their music along with a couple of other spoken word artists. Right now, Matt Baird comes back with his thoughts about the album Closer and a really sweet song, Take My Breath Away. And we'll see you next week. With that worship side of you, is that how the song Take My Breath Away, the album Closer, came about? No, that song came about, like, we had this music bed that 
you know, was more laid back, more moody or whatever. And I mean, to be honest, I was missing my wife and I just, I was just constantly reevaluating my relationship with her and what she means to me. And she's put up with a lot over the years with me being gone so much. And, you know, in, in any situation, she's a girl, I'm a guy, uh, we're wired differently, but she, she's extremely patient. I wouldn't be able to be in a band still if it wasn't for her for so many reasons, just because I don't know. She's a, she's a voice of reason, you know, at all times. And so I truly believe that God created her specifically for me. And we are in this together as, as teammates. That's nice. So it's actually a tribute to your wife. Absolutely. Matt Baird of Spoken has been here with The Antidote. Matt, really good to talk with you and uh, really have a good time with the new album, Breathe Again. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Inspired by the sunlight shining on your face Surrounded by the beauty of your ways 